Welcome to The Secret Life of Parkinson's, a podcast trying to break the barriers and stigma around PD to lessen the fear. It's a disease no one likes to talk about. When people hear Parkinson's, they're afraid, even if they don't know exactly what it is. This podcast is led by Parkinson's patients talking about their daily life with PD. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our segment, Business Owners with Parkinson's. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser, and I'm here with my co-host, Brian Baker. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Brian. How are you? Wonderful. Um, And today we have a special guest. We have Dave Colby with us in the house. Great to be with you guys. Hello. How are you, Dave? I'm doing great. Good. All right. In a previous session, um, or previous episode, I guess, Brian and I shared how we talked to our family, we talked to our coworkers about our diagnosis, but... Dave, you're a little special. You have a unique situation. Um, You are the employer. You are the owner of a company. Um, You own your own construction business, Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, And you were diagnosed three years ago or five years ago? About five years ago. Five years ago. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first things first, Dave, how old are you? I am 60. And how long have you owned your business? We started in 96, 1996. And how long have you adored Christina Aguilera? Oh my goodness, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so t- talk to us about um, uh, your Parkinson's journey. Like what symptoms led you to your diagnosis? Well, it was 2016, I started getting a tremor in my left hand and wasn't sure what it was. And uh, so I went and saw my family doctor and he uh, suggested I go see a neurologist. But at the same time, unfortunately, I was also diagnosed with cancer. You um, were? Yeah, yeah. What kind? Prostate cancer. I did not know that. Yeah. So um, I figured that we better handle that one first. Right. Um, the like at was, the same time? Exactly the same time. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And so we took care of that. And so I finally went to the neurologist in April of 2017. So that was 2016. You took, you did that. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. And, um, and I was, do- I, like so many of us, we go through some not so great diagnosed um, situations. Mm-hmm. I went through three doctors, um, but I was diagnosed in April of 2017. And like many of us also, I just kind of went through denial. It was just a mild tremor. You know, I can deal with this. It's mm-hmm. not really, it's okay, it's Parkinson's, but nobody knows it. I don't need to, you know, I told my wife, but that... I can deal with it and I can still keep going with life as normal. So that's what I did for about, well, I started uh, working out with Melissa in December of 2017. And that's really when I kind of just decided that I really need to attack this thing. So you were diagnosed with cancer and Parkinson's at the same time. Is there anything differently different that they had to do when you were going through your cancer treatments? Was that- well, the cancer treatment with prostate, luckily, luckily, if you're going to get cancer, that's the one to get for men because it's pretty, it's very slow. Okay. It was actually more aggressive than they thought once they did it, but um, I just basically had it removed. I just had, I didn't go through any treatments. I didn't okay. have to go through chemo, any of those kind of things. So it was just kind of a one and done. It, I just get rid of it and I was somewhat cured. I, you yeah. know, I still had to get, go through tests and everything for a few years to make sure that it was gone but it so so it's been good when did you start then with medication for parkinson's well i really pushed medication off for a long time because um the dyskinesia that medication can start can cause it some Mm -hmm. some people and that was the thing that i really was worried about and 
with the doctor I have now, it's been, he's really educated me much better on that. Um, I was probably, I bet you three years before I started medication. I um, did a lot of research on the effects of working out and how that would help you. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of hit that really, really hard, the working out. Um, probably went overboard a little bit too much, but, mm-hmm. um, and I think that really helped, but you have to get a balance. And that's one of the things also with working full-time, owning a business. Um, I'm also a scuba instructor, so I was teaching oh, scuba right. regularly. So I had that going on. Um, so my life was pretty full. And then now I had to add in, um, you know, daily working out exercise. Um, but realizing that the, it was about that time I had, I really realized that the exercise was probably the most important thing I can do. So I kind of made that the priority. So Jessica and I both have talked about, we were pretty out front with our diagnosis mm-hmm. and coming out. What was your, what's been your experience? How was, how did you handle that? Well, I agree. It's interesting because I came the first diagnosis with the doctor that wasn't so great. I remember coming back to the office. My wife at that time worked with, you know, her and I um, started the business and we've worked together. Um, And so she was in the office and I came in. And unfortunately, as you guys know, Parkinson's can also cause a lot of emotions Mm -hmm. um, that are hard to control, which with me, it's I get very emotional that uh, I don't know where that came. I, I never knew where that came from up until about. 10 years ago. Now I know where it came from, but I can track it back about that far. And we just, both of us just kind of broke down. I told her what my diagnosis was. I wasn't expecting it. She wasn't expecting it. We thought maybe it was essential tremors or something and, um, told her about it, told the, my workers about it. My workers, fortunately, my workers are all family. Also, I have a nephew, nephew in law, my daughter works for me. So it was, it was all family. So the family knew pretty quick. As far as workers, or as far as clients and mm-hmm. work people, um, I have a few clients that I've worked with for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really important to let them know um, what was going on because they were going to start noticing some differences in me. But I think it probably was about a year before, after my diagnosis, before I started telling any of my clients that how I did, had it. How did they take it? Did they have any? because they know me so well I mean it's interesting because the people that I have told it's never come back up after I've told them Hmm. it's never it's never been brought up Um, I'm actually getting ready to tell another really good client next week um, because I've started working with them a lot more lately and I they're gonna they're gonna notice something's going on and I just rather get it out in the open up front and I, I think my biggest fear in telling anybody any of my clients was that it's like you guys have talked about so much in your podcast that um, there's people don't know about it mm-hmm. and they don't know what it is and they think oh my and you see oh I'm sorry oh, oh yeah. you know I'm sorry for what you're going through and it's it's not I mean it's bad but it's we can live with it so do you find yourself educating your like yeah. your, your clients but other people educating them at that same time to lessen S- their fear yeah yeah I do and 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 you know the interesting thing too is is when you say you know I was diagnosed five years ago, but I've got symptoms that go back probably 10 or 15 mm-hmm. years that I can track. So I've had it all this time and you've, and I was able to do, you know, perform what you need me to perform. So nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. So getting them to realize that has been, I think a key thing. And, and for the people I've told it hasn't, it's been a non-issue. So 
uh, what about stress? Like, I know stress, mm-hmm. just kind of talked Jeez. about stress in the workplace. And like, it, it, when I've had jobs that, I mean, it just, it just added to my symptoms. I can't imagine being a business owner, being responsible for your income, your family's income, you know, your daughter's income, your, mm-hmm. your nephews, your, you know, your family that works for you. They're all calling on you. How do you handle the stress? Well, with Parkinson's, so the things you do normally day to day, normal people do day to day. I say normal people, but <laughs> we're <laughs> kind of normal. But yeah, well, um, <laughs> but things that you do every day that you don't realize have any stressors in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an underlying stressor that you never know. Yeah. With Parkinson's, it it's, it's it comes out. So there's things that I've done that I normally do every day before that would not um, show any symptoms but now just underlying things just meeting with a you know meeting with a client or meeting with one of my subcontractors or whoever mm-hmm. this just the underlying stress that i don't feel stress but all of a sudden the tremors start so stress absolutely is a big um, a big issue one of the things um, my doctor gave me to help with that was um, propranol oh yeah it, that's a um that's a um inhibitor of adrenaline Uh it's an adrenaline inhibitor and i found that's really helpful i'll take one of those i took one before i came into the air today just to help you know help the the symptoms or the the uh the uh tremors um so that's really been helpful Uh i'm I'm finding myself more taking more and more of that recently because the symptoms are progressing and things are getting a little Mm -hmm. worse and I did take the whole month of January off, which I've never done, and that made a huge difference. Yeah, but you, I worked remotely. You redid your house. <laughs> yeah, but see, but those things—it's fun for me, and um, so that. But now I've been back for almost two months since then, or a month and a half, and and um, I can feel the stress building up again, mm-hmm. and I'm realizing that I'm going to have to deal with you know different things, and and. Um, what you do is you have to realize early on that you have to get things in order. You have to get people in order to mm-hmm. handle you be, to be able to delegate to. Um, yeah, so so it's just management, managing what's coming, what you know, and the stressors and those kind of things. So that's what I was going to ask you. You know, how has Parkinson's changed your outlook on your business? Like you, you just said, you had you're starting to get backup plans or, or other things what did you do right away to prepare you for the unknown for me it was putting the right people in place having um we're actually working on right now because um, it is a family business allowing our family to uh, the workers that our family to buy into the business oh, nice. so they have a little skin in the game mm-hmm. and they're gonna you know it's a little bit so it's a little bit of theirs also and i'm the type of person that you know, I've owned the business. I built the business. My wife and I built the business um, for 25 years now, almost 26 years. And I feel guilty taking time off because I've just, I'm a worker. I mm-hmm. want to work all the time. Mm-hmm. And I get my enjoyment out and I get fulfillment from it. So taking off is really tough for me. Um, but I know I need to do that. But by making them part of the company, an integral part of the company, I don't feel as bad doing that That's because, good. you know, they're working for themselves too. I think that's really a really good point because if you don't if you didn't open that part up, you wouldn't have the ability to see what it's like to take off a month and realize a lot of what we're doing or a lot of the symptoms we feel we're putting on ourselves, you know, because of mm-hmm. the stresses. So now that you had that time to take a month, now you can see it's like, okay, I, when when work is set aside, life isn't 
or symptoms aren't that bad. They're still bad, yeah. but you can manage it a little bit better. Um, so I think that's great what you're doing with your company. It's, it's taken me, and my wife would tell you that it's taken me a little longer. Even my the, my employees and my family that's around me would would tell you it's taken me a little bit longer than it should have. I should have realized it sooner. You know, I'm telling you, you need to do this. And yeah. I'm a little bullheaded when it comes to that, but you know, most business owners are, I think. And yeah. uh, it just took me a while to, to realize it. And you want to do it before you have to do it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the important mm-hmm. thing. If you have to do it, it's. I think it's too late because now you're reacting and you're not you're not planning ahead to make sure that, you know, things are in place for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, my hope is, you know, I'm 60 and my hope is at 80, I'm still doing something in the business. I want to keep doing this. I love doing what I do. I have no desire to retire and just go, you know, off into the, into the blue. I just, I want to keep doing this. So in order to keep doing this, mm-hmm. I need to manage it properly. I want to retire in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I can retire tomorrow if they How do we make it happen faster? No, that's awesome. So what about what about your exercise program? Because I, I think you're a beast. I mean, I, oh my I, god! You 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 ran what, five 10ks recently, half marathon, something like that. It goes recently. up the stairs every Sunday, right? Yeah, I run the stairs at Allen Creek every Sunday. I did um, like 2,500 steps this weekend. And then I do, at the top of every stair, I do 15 push-ups. Of course you do. So there was 300 push-ups and 2,500 steps or something like that. And I I love to trail run. So I've gotten into trail running, unfortunately. And I have two hip replacements, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I I love I I feel like crap. Like like he's he's older than us, and he just shows Hips. I love to trail run. I did a, um, about well, it was the end of February, they have a local run and it's a um, it's called Rocks and Roots and it's no matter what the weather's like you run it mud snow you ice. You gotta be careful though. Yeah, and it, 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 I love the trail running because obviously balance is an issue mm-hmm. with Parkinson's, right? Mm-hmm. So it really makes me focus on the balance. You're watching for rocks and roots, and do I go down? Yeah, sometimes I do go down, but mm. it's it's just so for me it's very enjoyable to to get out on the trails and run. I don't, I don't like running. Period. <laughs> I can I can do without cardio. And of yeah. course with Melissa, she's been phenomenal for all of us. Um, the workouts there. What's great about it is I'm working, I mean, your age, you're 40 mm-hmm. just recently. Yes. And uh, I'm I'm 60 and I'm working out and there's 80-year-olds next to me. Yeah. And we're doing the same workouts, mm-hmm. but the workouts are made to make, you know, push you. To push each person to their abilities, you know. And we know that exercise helps Parkinson's, right? So why go there and just go through the motions? Because mm-hmm. going through the motions, you're only fooling yourself. So mm-hmm. why not push yourself, you know, every day? Push yourself to the max of what you can do. He made me push myself today. Thank you. And that. aren't you glad? I am glad. I am. You complained Thank a little you. bit about it. I but did. Deep down, you I'll know it was about what's anything, best. <laughs> but you work out of what you do like a five because you get up early too. I, I do five forty fives on Zoom. That's the other thing because of work. I only work out in the gym once a week um, because I'm usually at work early. Mm-hmm. So, but um, she does a five forty five workout two days a week. So I do that Zoom, uh, Zoom workout mm-hmm. with her two days a week, and then I lift three days a week, and then I do the stairs. And then, so three days with Melissa, three days lifting, and then three day, or one day on the stairs. 
So, having a job and then having like a second job. Yeah, the scuba thing is taking the backstage because I just knew that that had to happen. Um, I teach very seldom anymore. I still dive a lot. Mm -hmm. I do one or two dive trips a year. Um, but the teaching, is, and, and the other thing about teaching is I'm lecturing in front of a class, you know, for an hour before we actually get into the pool or, and then we're going to open water and things like that. But the lecturing part has become very difficult. And, you know, if you're taking scuba lessons, the last thing you want to hear is that your, your instructor has Parkinson's disease <laughs> because people don't know what Parkinson's, you yeah. know, is. And so yeah. now all of a sudden, oh, oh what am I getting myself into? Yeah. Trouble turning Why is this around? guy shaking so bad up here? You know, he's, so he's I've, had to, I've had to back <laughs> off on that quite a bit. Yeah. But that's all right. Well, thank you for coming in. We really appreciate it's it. It's been great. In our last 30 seconds, I'll leave you with this. Not only does Parkinson's look different person to person, but the effect it has on their lives is different as well. Dave owns his own company, travels with his wife, scuba dives, exercises daily, and he will continue to do so until the disease forces him to stop or change directions. Others might have to change their career or stop altogether based on the severity of their situation. So just keep in mind, Although we can't control how Parkinson's will affect us, we can control everything else about our lives. So stay in the driver's seat. Thanks for tuning in. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.